The following program contains language that may not be suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. We're uh, late recording this week, aren't we? I am. You know why? Because of you. No, because someone decided to eat. A, what was it? A Thai? Well, chili, someone decided to get vaccinated. I felt fine, but you ate a Thai chili pepper and spent the entire day and a half on the toilet. All right. Well, you got vaccinated. I was fine. I could have recorded, but then you were like running up and down into the washroom. Poopy poop. Stinky. Stinky minky. Uh What do you got on the show for today? Uh, Well, it's raining cats and dogs. So... That's about it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm it's not. It. You got to tie those together. Well, yeah. You usually do a pretty good job with um, that, but you're not tying it together. Oh, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Hold on. Well, it's running cats and dogs out there, so I'm in a little bit of hot water. There we go. Okay. So hot water, like being in hot water. Yeah, I'm in hot water. Like you're in trouble. Uh, I'm going to do pipe dream. Now, I know that sounds weird, but people know what a pipe dream is. Do you? Yes, I know. So it's a pipe dream is being unrealistic or having a fantasy. And people say, oh, that's just a pipe like dream. your dream of being Channing Tatum's best friend. I am best friends with Channing Tatum. He just won't tell Mario Lopez for me to get on our show, our world famous yet contested game show. We're going to we're gonna give an update on our Mario Lopez watch. Oh, I'm Ooh. also going to do knock on wood. Why do we knock on wood? Knock, knock, knock. Exactly. Whenever somebody says something that they think is going to be hopefully happening for them. We say knock on wood, but we're going to give an update on our Mario Lopez watch. We are also going to play our world famous yet contested game show, Word or Not a Word, with our contestant. We'll call him Evan. 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 My business partner. Yes, Liam's best friend and business partner. And no, he will not get preferential treatment during our world famous game show. He will not. Um, anything else before we start the show? Baba Booey. All right, stand by. Here we go. Welcome to Why Do We Say That? The show that answers the questions that have plagued us for centuries. Well, not really. Just the ones we've always wondered about, but we're too lazy to Google. Now, here are your hosts, Scott and Liam Kelly. Welcome to Why Do We Say That? The show that gives you the answers to all of those phrases that you always wondered, where did that come from? Why do I say it? Because what's I the history? Because so. Liam said so. Um, I'm your host, Scott. This is my co-host. Derek. Your name is not Derek. It might be. No, it's not one of the names. Your it's, mom my, and I it's my writer's name. Uh, this is my son, Liam. He is my co-host. Derek Flohensio. Liam, welcome to the show. Derek Flohensio. So what are we going to do next? First, First, I'm going to do It's Raining Cats and Dogs, and it is extremely morbid. I'm just warning you now. Seriously? Oh, it is so morbid. Why? Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you, Scott. Go ahead. So- we don't know the. Did exact- you just call me by my first name? I don't know what you're talking about, Tom. I, no, I didn't call you by your first no, name. No, don't even. Just call me Dad or Daddy. Okay? I called you by your middle name. Uh, you know what? Just read why we say okay. it's raining cats. And so dogs. we don't know. The phrase may have roots in Norse mythology or mythe- uh, medieval superstitions, or the obsolete world Capadul waterfall. What? What's a Capadul waterfall? Catadupal. What's a Catadupal? That's not a word. It's a waterfall. Where is it? It's no, it it is a waterfall. That's what it means. 
Oh, in another language? Yeah. Oh, okay, go ahead. So, here's what it gets a little bit more to it. <clears throat> so, the reason why they say it's running ca- cats and dogs is because in Britain, um, dead animals and dead pets in the street would get picked up by stormwaters and they would get carried down and one day the the these uh, the couple of guys were walking down a uh, walking past a waterfall and just a whole bunch of dead animals started falling off so they're like damn it's raining cats and dogs okay so the animals were pulled up by the how did they get pulled up onto like a rooftop or something like that no they weren't pulled up on a rooftop basically what happened is they were just basic um uh, like, uh, cats, dogs, rodents, raccoons that yeah. got killed by cars and they would get carried along by the storm waters. Yeah. Storm water runs across the ground. How did they get exactly. up in the air? How would they get in the air? Oh, they it's got like killed a, on the they, street. They, they, they get, they get brought up. No. Onto the, so they're not seeing them falling from the sky. No. They they're saw seeing them falling them when off when they a land. waterfall. A waterfall? Where? I don't know. Is this in England somewhere? Yes. That's where a lot of the stuff we talk about comes from. It is. So, um, the first recorded use of the phrase similar to raining cats and dogs was used in 1651 uh, in a collection of poems called Olers Acanius, a, p- a British poet, Henry Vaughan, referred to a roof that was secure against cats and dogs rained in shower. Once one year later, Richard Brougham, an English playwright, wrote his in his comedy City Wit, "It shall rain cats and dogs and oh, sorry, it, it shall rain dogs and polecats." And polecats are related to the weasel and are commonly in Brit, uh, in like Great Britain, they're like kind of like a a scurry little thing, like raccoons. A pole, a polecat. Yeah. Oh, I thought a polecat was a cat that they just called it that. Because they hit it with poles or something. Well, you're wrong. So it sounds um, like it. So all these dead animals collected in the in the street got carried away by the like the water lines and fell down a waterfall. And they're like, "Wow, it's raining cats and dogs." Where did they end up? In the water. Where? There's just tons of dead animals just all over, hanging out. So remind yeah. me if we ever go to England, never to drink the water because there's dead dogs in it. Speaking of dogs, Abby is sitting in right here. Yes, our our, our uh, doodle Abby is lying quietly on the floor of Studio Three North. It's pronounced dog. She's a doodle. She's a woman. She's asleep. She's a woman. My turn. I'm going to talk about the phrase pipe dream. Sounds dirty. Well, it's not. So a pipe dream is an unrealistic hope or fantasy. When you'd say somebody, Oh, I'd love to win the lottery. That's just a pipe dream. You're never going to win the lottery, but I might. What is the origin of the phrase pipe dream? It's an allusion to the dreams experienced by smokers of opium pipes. Mm. Opiates were widely used by the English illiterati in the 18th and 19th century. Samuel Taylor Coleridge was one of the best known users. And it would be difficult to claim that the imagery in surreal works like Kublai Khan owed nothing to opium. Lewis Carroll was also a user himself. Ooh. He makes clear allusions to drug use in Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. We all have figured that out. Yeah. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle has his hero Sherlock Holmes visit an opium den. Although 
that was for research as opposed to consumption. Sure, Sherlock. Sure no, oh, there's a new one. There's another one. No shit, Sherlock. Can I please do that one? Well, we'll look it up. That was like my catchphrase in middle school. It's strange then that Pipe Dream comes from none of these sources, but has an American origin. The earliest references to the phrases all originate from in and around Chicago. Chicago. Uh, I've got a date here. December 1890, the Chicago Daily Tribune said it, and then in parentheses, it says aerial navigation, has been regarded as a pipe dream for a good many years, meaning that having an airplane fly through the sky was a pipe dream, even though it happened about, let's see, 15 years later. Wow. The age of a small child. The first printed piece uh, that associates the phrase with opium smoking is from the Fort Wayne Gazette in September 1895. These are things taking place every day in Chicago, which are devoid of rational explanation as the mysterious coinings of the novelist's brain. So it sounded like people who wrote things were novelists or poets did a lot of opium back then. Sounds like a good time to me. Well, it sounds like the 1960s of, of the last century. So Was opium legal back then? I think it was, actually. Is it still legal? No, it is illegal. How come? Well, because it's a banned substance. Well, is it going to come out of prohibition? I don't think so. Ah, that sucks. You're not doing opium. Don't be a ridiculous <laughs> child. All right, newspaper men hear of them, but in the rush for cold hard facts, the pipe stories... Uh, as unexplainable as these stories are called, are at a discount. So, a pipe dream, a pipe story. So, mm-hmm. that was a journalistic term. I want to be an investigative reporter if film doesn't work out. Oh, that's good. Can I finish my part of the show? Well, you know, I'm just making small talk. Were it not for the following incident, which can be verified by the word of several reputable men, would have long ago received the space and attention if merits insisted of being consigned to the wastebasket mm-hmm. as a pipe dream of an Opium devotee. Pretty cool. Very interesting, that risotto. So, no, not risotto. Opium. Very, very nice, nice, that opium. Very nice, that opium. That's our best um, Gordon I'm, Ramsay impersonation. I'm quite high. <laughs> I, I can taste colors. This chicken is raw. <laughs> uh, excuse me, Gordon. That's a pigeon. <laughs> We're going to take a two-second break, and then we will be right back. Guests of the show stay at the fabulous and historic Inn on the Park Hotel, right in the heart of Midtown Toronto. The hosts keep forgetting we're a car dealership now, but we're sure we can squeeze you in somewhere. Welcome back to the show. Liam, your turn. My favorite word is bodacious. Do you even know the when that was a popular word? Maybe I do. It was in the 80s. I am the 80s. Can you tell us what your next one is? Hot water. Well, how do you get in hot water and why are we in hot water? Okay. So when a person is suspected of doing something that is wrong, they're said to be in hot water. Yes. Why? Why? <clears throat> Did lawbreakers long ago have hot water thrown on them for punishment? Yes. Really? Like yeah. being, like having oil thrown on you or being so smacked? The origin of the phrase was back in like the um, late 1800s, early 1900s. 
if you broke the law in some countries, um, you, instead of having, uh, being incarcerated or executed or whatever, you would have scalding hot water poured all Mm. over your back. Oh yeah. And it also says here, it has ties to ancient Roman ties to the steel bull. Do you know what that is? No. So basically, um, what would happen is this guy paid the, so this, this big King Lord paid this um, guy to make this torture chamber shaped like an iron bull. Or I, I think, I don't know if it's Are iron. Are talking about an iron maiden? No, 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 It's a, it's like, a, it's like torture thing back in like medieval times, stuff like that. What did, um, what did people, uh, what did people say? If it's, so it's like an iron maiden, but it's not. I, I, I don't know. But um, what would happen, what happened was this guy, um, this Lord pay, it was, didn't want to pay for the bold torture chamber. So when he came, uh, he, he was like, Hey, okay, let's test it out. So they took one of their prisoners. And basically what you do is you would open up the back, throw the person in there uh, and then cook them with like oil or some or water inside. And their screams would come out the front. So it'd sound like a bull is. How's that go again? And then the steam would come out of the the, the nose because of all the hot water. Is that why in the cartoons when yeah. the bull got angry, it blew steam out of his nose? Yeah. No way. Yeah. So um, what happened cool, dude. is this guy didn't want to pay for the new bull torture chamber. So he's like, okay, can you just show me how it works one more time? So he goes to open it up and the Lord kicks him in and they cook him alive. Wow. Yeah. Amazing cocktail conversation. That is That is going into the next cocktail party. It is. Moo. <laughs> well, now you're mad as a Brahma bull or mad as a bull or something like that. Moo. Okay. Well, um, you know what? Let's take one more break and then I'm going to cover knock on wood, which I, everybody has knocked on wood in their entire, uh, at least once in their life. I prefer steel. Yeah, but that, okay. Well, I'll explain to you why knocking on steel doesn't do it for you and why we knock on wood, but we're going to be right back with a message. And then we're going to play our world-famous yet contestant game show, Word or Not a Word. We'll be right back. Do you have an idea for the show? Ever wondered where that phrase or word came from? Instead of looking it up online, send us a message on Instagram. I mean, it'll take longer, but boy, will you have fun. We might even mention you on the show. We're back, and before we get into our world-famous yet-contested game show, which is called what, Liam? Yeah, uh, Derek. Word or not a word, I'm going to cover Knock on Wood. So, Knock on Wood. I'll allow it. Okay, so the phrase is used by people who wrap their knuckles on a piece of wood, hoping to stave off bad luck. Oh. In the UK, the phrase... Touch wood is used. So I've heard that. Your mom says touch wood. Often jokingly by tapping one's head. Everybody's done that as well. Because you're dumb. The phrases are sometimes spoken when a person is already experiencing some good fortune and hope that it will continue. Uh, For example, I've been winning on every race. Touch wood. What is the origin, though, of the phrase touch wood? That's why I'm waiting here for you to tell me. Patiently? Not patiently. The derivation may be the association that wooden trees have good spirits in mythology or with the Christian cross, which is traditionally made out of wood. 
it used to be considered good luck to tap trees to let the wood spirits within know you were there. Traditions of this sort still persist in Ireland. Oh. The British version of the phrase touch wood predates the American knock on wood and was itself preceded by a Latin version, absit omen. Absit omen. Meaning, far be that omen from us, meaning all these bad omens need to go away. Yeah. Which, by the way, what was the name of the kid in the movie The Omen? Darren. No, Damien. Dang, I was close. You were close. You got the same letter. Uh, yes. This dates from at least the early 17th century when it was quoted by John Haywood. I think we've quoted John Haywood before. He's a genius. Oh, my God. Why does this guy insist on writing 17-word <laughs> titles for his books? You get this. A dialogue containing the number in effect of all proverbs in the English tongue. We have quoted that, that one. That was like words. last week we quoted him. That was 15 words. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah. Weird English guys from the 1700s. Those powdered wigs. It isn't clear when Touchwood began, but it was used as a token of good fortune, but it must have been by 1850. When the academic correspondence magazine Notes and Queries published this, there probably is some old English expression for averting evil, but it does not come to mind. I touch wood, bar omen, bar ill luck, seem clumsy. Mm. And knock on wood has been known from the earliest 20th century. For example, the Syracuse Herald in 1905. Neglecting to knock on wood may have been responsible for the weather's unseemly behavior today. Uh, oh. Can you imagine a meteorologist saying that? Hey, meteorologist, how's the weather today? Uh, well, there's a bunch of cats and dogs falling out of a waterfall. <laughs> it will be raining cats and dogs. Knock on touch wood that it doesn't uh, kill us. Get even worse. Coming up. Our world-famous game show. In a world where words are words and we don't know how to word good. We'll be right back. And now it's time for everyone's favorite game show, Word or Not a Word. Now here's your host, Wink Martindale. Wait, what? What? Wink was too expensive. Here's your host, Scott. Welcome to Word or Not a Word, the world famous yet contested game show. Promoted by Graffiti Studios. Brought to you by Graffiti Studios. Brought to you by Graffiti Studios. Uh... Are we uh, ready to play the world-famous yet contested game show, Word or Not a Word? Yes. And we've got a caller on the line. Hi, caller. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, uh, my name is Evan. I'm from uh, Whippy, Ontario. Well, welcome to the show, Evan. Welcome to the show, Evan. It's nice to meet you. Thank you. It's nice to meet you, too, for the first time. Very first time. Very first time. You guys have never spoken before in your lives. Never. Welcome, Evan, to the show. Evan contacted us actually a few weeks ago on Instagram and we did something for you on the show, I believe. Did we not, Evan? Yeah. Um, you guys did hit the hay. Hit the hay was Evan's idea. Wow. Well done, Evan. Evan, do you know how the game is played? I do. I've listened to every episode. 
Oh, what a great listener. We, we appreciate what a loser. it. We appreciate it. But Evan, here's a little recap. You're going to get a clock. You have one minute. Get a uh, life. If okay. you are incorrect, you will hear this. If you are correct, you will hear this. I finally got the buttons right. No, you haven't. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Wait, I have a question. I just got burned by Evan. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's your question, pal? Um, do you have the the ding on the green button and the on the red button? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, well, red, red's how wrong, green do you mess it up? I I don't know because I'm not looking. I'm trying to record. I'm trying to produce. I'm doing everything. You just sit there and look handsome and be funny. Oh, that's the whole. Without me, you have no show. So. Oh yeah, nice. Okay, Evan, let's get let's get into the show. All right, Evan. Basically, James Franco. Okay, let's go. Let's. Are you ready, Evan? I am. Okay, here we go. Liam, let's uh, start the ticker. Evan sucks. You know we are. Um, word. That was correct. Congelify. That's a word. Calipigeon. Not a word. Belosian. Not a word. Convivality. Not a word. For skiant. For skiant. Word. Osculation. That's a word. Los Queenary. Not a word. Unsufucked. Not a word. Wine bibber. Wine bibber. Word. Oh, no, it is. It is. Oh, my gosh. I still suck at it. I'm sorry. But um, what's the score, Liam? Five out of ten. Five out of ten. Yeah. Play the other one. Play the note. Is that tie with Liam or one less? Um, it ties. No, I got I, I got six. <laughs> Liam got six, and Evan, I'm so sorry. You do uh, not qualify you, for the tournament you, of champions. You do not qualify for our tournament of champions yet. Dorian hasn't been invited back in, so maybe you can be his substitute until our lawsuit with him is settled. But you know what? Yeah, you get a golf clap. Thank you, Evan. It was you, you get a little Thank golf you. clap there. It was a, a very valiant effort. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. You suck. <laughs> Why would you say that to somebody you've never met before and have never spoken to until tonight? Because I'm mean. <laughs> Evan, thank you again for being on the show. We really appreciate it. We are going to let you go, but thank you so much for playing. Word or not a word. One of our, our 250,000 followers. Yes, exactly. We have over 250,000 followers now on Instagram. So don't forget to check us out, Evan. Uh, which he already does. Okay. He was like follower number two. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Evan, we're going to let you go. Thanks, buddy. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye. Bye, bye Crotum. That was uh, a valiant effort by... by no, Evan. he sucked. No, I think he did a good job. He did a good job. I mean, he's the worst that we've ever had, but, you know. Well, um, you know what? It's okay. We get, we'll, he get, he'll get to... Well, everybody gets a ribbon on word or not a word. Only winners get ribbons. Only winners? Everybody's a winner in your generation, isn't it? Don't get me started on Gen Z. 
Is that what you are? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know what gender you are. Why can't we all just get along? <sighs> Democrats. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't even know what Democrat is. Yeah, you don't because you're you're almost sixteen and you're just you're just a naive a naive little boy. All I know is that people love people and we should love the people who love the people. It sounds like a Dion Warwick mashup with like people are people by Depeche Mode. I am Devon LaPapa. Uh ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Yes. Why do we say that? Please check us out on Instagram because literally that's the only place we are. So hit us up. Tell us what you think about the show. We'd love a review on Apple Podcasts yeah. if you can do that. Leave us a five star rating. Maybe just leave us a little note saying how much you enjoy us. And before you send that note, send us a note on how many days you think it will take for Mario Lopez oh my gosh, to answer. I totally forgot the Mario Lopez watch. Yeah, that's I why. I totally forgot. I, you well, were such you, a good segue. Well, you ruined my work? segue. You ruined it. How did I ruin it? You were like, oh my God. You could have let in. Okay, I totally didn't even, I totally did not say Look, that, nor did hey, I Hey, you know like what? That. that that caricature at Fan Expo I'm that sorry, we got. How do, you, how do you say that word? That caricature <laughs> that we got at Fan Expo, it was accurate. Which one? For you. Why? The one with the really big head at and lips. Yeah. You know what? Women love my lips. You'll just <laughs> you'll remember that when you're older. Ew, gross. Uh, Mario Lopez watch. It is now day 162 that Mario Lopez has not responded to our request for him to appear on Word or Not a Word. Which is weird because he's done with the otters and now he's dealing with the zombie parrots. He did. So he finished taking care of the diabetic otters and now he's dealing with what? The zombie parrot epidemic. You want to try and say that word properly then three times fast? Nope. All right, epidemic. Zombie parrots, apparently, people. I don't know. Check it out on the news. Yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the show. We will see you next week. They ate a building. Thanks for listening. We hoped you learned something today. Tell your friends about us and follow us on Instagram at Why Do We Say That? For more great answers to life's mysteries. Again, sorry, not really. Just some fun stuff. Have a wonderful day, everyone. 